Reach Negroes. Don't be alarmed, we're Negroes. Don't be alarmed, we're Negroes. Reach Negroes. Welcome to Don't Be Alarmed, we're Negroes. What's happening? I'm Negro number one, Emich. And on the other Not side of me, I got Negro number two, Mr. Beige brother himself. Sugar, what's happening, player? What's going on? Negro number two in the his house. Yes, sir. Hey, go ahead and tell, let us know uh, what we're going to be chatting about this evening. We are going to cover the Honda Classic uh, that took place um, a few weeks back uh, and also the Players' Championship. We're going to get into this week's Ladies' Kia Classic, uh, the WGC Match Play. We're going to talk about the NCAA brackets and the madness that's going on with that. We're going to get into the front nine um, of the top Wu-Tang songs. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that segment. That's going to be dope. Um, we're going to get into our diversity segment and talk about the John Shippen exemption and what that means for the PGA and the LPGA. Going to give you another gigging song of the week by Benny the Butcher called Plug Talk. Y'all going to love that. We're going to talk about the golf shoe game. Where is it headed? And I think y'all are going to be surprised with some of the information we're going to share with you. It's not going to be some of the top contenders that you think. Some of the people that are up and coming in the, in the shoe game. And it's not Nike. Some of y'all are going to be surprised with that. We're also going to talk about uh, what are we hating on? Um, and then get into the back nine with our special guests, B. Cole and the, the Nougat Boy. Yes, indeedy. So, uh, I don't know if you've been living under a rock, um, but the news has been out there that there was a shooting in Boulder. Um, and we're alum, so it kind of hits hits at home. Um, but there was a shooting in Boulder at a King Supers. Um, and we just want to respectfully say, uh, you know, this is terrible. And, um, you know, kind of it, it's a little shocking i don't know how you feel suge but it was shocking to me and i'm kind of over it yeah definitely over it um i mean I, I think uh you know first and foremost um thoughts and prayers go out to the families impacted by this uh by this census act it's, it just it's sad that it keeps happening in our community in colorado i think that uh there's a pattern here and i think there's some some folks that really need to take a critical look at this and quit shoving this to the side. So I think um, for the benefit of everyone to try to, to, to live in a community where we all want to thrive, it, it's time to take a good look at that. And also I want to say one thing about this too. You know, there's, there's shootings that happen in major cities all across this nation that get overlooked. And so, I mean, I know this national, you know, this was a national shooting. There were a lot of people that lost their lives, but there's a lot of people that are losing their lives every single weekend that never get that never get talked about. So let's not forget them either. Yes, indeed. So with that, let's let's stick to some uh, positive news. And we're going to chat about my guy, the big cat. So. Tiger news of the week. Tiger's back home resting and uh, he continues to rake in that check. Um, and he signed a contract with 2K Sports. So he's making a comeback virtually as well. So 
Um, I love the game. Um, I know a, a lot of our partners love the game. Um, I'm wondering what this is going to do for the game. I'm pretty excited. Um, and maybe that will bring in some of the other courses that are missing uh, with the game. Thoughts on that? Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that we can play some of the, the major courses. And, I mean, who doesn't want to play Tiger, man? When you go through all that, all through that effort to put your dude together and you're seeing all the guys they're comparing you to when you play in your own, like, tour card or whatever, but in the back of your mind, you're like, where's Tiger at? That's what I want to play. I want to play Tiger. Yeah, nice little rivalry there. Can you imagine? It would probably be a little tough. So, mm-hmm. um, hey, Suge, what month is it? Oh, we celebrating Women's History Month. Oh. And uh, we, we wanted to talk about a very interesting thing that Nike is doing. So uh, first and foremost, y'all need to go out there and, and check out the Nike app if you don't have it. But um, Nike is celebrating Women's History Month by showcasing powerful women in business and athletes who are changing the game and who are focused, you know, their, their whole mission is equality and opportunity for women and all. So there's a bunch of stories out there on the app. Again, um, powerful women in business who are, are making it happen. And, you know, um, Nike's helping them out by giving them some shine and, and doing the right thing. So shout out to Nike and shout out to all the women who are being uh, recognized during this month. Well, with sp- Keeping on the diversity thing and sports and big news, shout out to my guy, the king, LeBron James, and the Fenway Sports Group. I know uh, one of our special group, special guest uh, is not happy about that news because he's all about the Yankees, but uh, LeBron and his group are part owners of the Boston Red Sox, um, and this is huge um, just to, to kind of get him in there. Um, as part ownership and uh, get some minorities in there. That's that's pretty dope to me. Um, and in the last pod, it was Renee Montgomery, who uh, was the part owner of the Atlanta Dream. So, hey, there we're blazing the trail and uh, doing good things. So uh, speaking of blazing, don't you hate when it's hot out on the course and you have to lather up your skin with some sunscreen? Well, for your eyes, aesthetics has the things that you need. Let's listen. Hey golfer gals and gents, this is Ashley Knight, founder and owner of For Your Eyes Only Aesthetics. Plan on hitting the links? Then you need sunscreen. 80% of all skin aging comes from the sun, so protect yourself while you're on the green with Image Skincare, available only through a trusted esthetician like me. When I'm outdoors, my go-to sunscreen is the Prevention Plus Daily Ultimate Protection Moisturizer, SPF 50. A friend of this podcast is a friend of mine. So enter a coupon code, don't be alarmed, at checkout and you will receive 20% off your order. Again, enter coupon code, don't be alarmed, at checkout to receive 20% off all orders. You can find us at www.youreyesonlyesthetics.com. Again, that's www.youreyesonlyesthetics.com. Thank you, Ashley, for keeping us lathered and smooth. No so, doubt. So we have two special guests coming back to us. Uh, last week, we had the Donut Doctor. We had uh, Spilner. Dude, I almost had you. Uh, Mr. Is This Your Pen, the Yankees Hall of Famer. B. Cole in the house. How are you, player? What up, what up? Thanks again for having me back, guys. Yes, indeedy. 
And okay. now our new guest, Mr. Volunteer, the Nuga boy himself, Prince. Why don't you purify yourself in the waters of Lake Minnetonka? <laughs> Matty Ice. It's too, wow. <laughs> it's too hot in the hot tub. Mr. Country Rap Tunes himself, Matt Smith. What's happening, player? What up, what up, what up? Why you got to blew me on like that on the country tip? <laughs> That's all right, though. Oh, man, country rap. <laughs> you know, we, we, know what, we know where you're coming from. <laughs> yeah, down here with country Wayne. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> so, you know, um, you know, because we, we did hear from, from you and, and kind of how you got into the game of golf. So we're going to kick it over to uh, Mr. Smith here for a couple of questions. Um, around, uh, and let's get to know you. So, Mr. Smith, um, Mr. It's Too Hot in the Hot Tub, can you tell us how you got into the game of golf and, and how it kind of influenced, um, you know, your your journey? Well, I actually got into golf uh, when I first moved back uh, to Denver. My brother bought me, uh, for my birthday, he bought me uh, my first golf set. And uh, went out to the golf range with him a couple of times and really didn't get into it much. You know, we went and played a little bit. And then uh, I met with Eric, with little E-Mitch over here. And we actually started playing and then he introduced me to the fellas. And at first it was one guy that was in the group, of course, Fish, used to try to give me tips and stuff. And I was like the worst golfer. So then that just kind of pushed me to be better at the game. So I started going and playing more and then of course the tournament started up and then it made you want to be better at the game and then I started learning about the game and the all of the the greatness of the game and I was like wow you know something that I thought I'd never be into because my uncle and brother had to get me into it for like the last 10 years before that and so I finally started doing it and found the serenity of it the competitive of it but you also it's a game you can never master so, oh, I just loved it from then. Awesome. Fell in love. No doubt. Uh, <clears throat> what is your favorite sport outside of golf? Football. Absolutely. Football, college and pro. And who volunteers. Huh? I said, who are you running with? Um, of course... With college, like I said, volunteers and pros, the Tennessee Titans. So I'm Tennessee through and through. So consistency. don't try to give me slack because they used to be somewhere. No, we we yeah. love consistency. Absolutely. We, we know a lot of folks who are not consistent, and that's okay. But we love consistency. Yeah, because absolutely. Because a lot of people try to give us slack, the Tennessee fans, because, of course, you know, they used to be the Houston Oilers. So they say, oh, y'all ain't original. I'm like, well, hey, we are. We Titans. We're not all of So got to love them. Hey, you love, you love the team where they're at, brother. You got Absolutely. that Absolutely. Right. So um, what is uh, two things? What is your favorite part about golfing? And, um, you know, if, what are you stopping the golf cart lady for? Oh, favorite thing I like about golf is – Truthfully, that it's like my golf haven for the point of you can get on a course and you ain't for, what, 
anywhere from an hour and a half to five hours. You're not thinking about work, job, relationship, anything. It's just you trying to hit this little white golf ball into a little white hole. And so that whole fact is it. And if I stop the oh, the car chick, hmm, depending on how many drinks I had. Uh, now nah, usually it's for uh, something to drink, food, something like that. Oh boy! You know, it's always some flirtatiousness. Always. Goodness. <clears throat> well, speaking of that and being playerish, let's yes, roll sir. into the players' championship. So, Player. um, you know, the players' championship happened, and uh, JT won. And I'm, I was, he was one of my sleeper picks, and I'm kind of glad he won because of all the stuff surrounding him um, with his grandpa dying and also him slipping up and making a mistake and saying some words and Polo dropping him. Um, but it was a really emotional win, and uh, I'm kind of glad that he got that win out of that. So um, it actually will be interesting to see if uh, someone will – step up and give the kid a chance and sponsor him again, you know, like um, he's winning and doing things. So, you know, what, what can we attach his name to, um, you know, now that he's, uh, you know, on, on that podium. Um, how'd your, how'd your picks go? Suge? You know, uh, my picks were okay. Not, uh, not great. Um, I, th- I had a uh, Colin Morikawa, who didn't finish well, um, Rory, who actually didn't even make the cut. And then Tony Finau didn't really do good either. So, you know, overall, I didn't do good. But what I'm going to tell you about JT, though, is uh, I think whoever is going to sponsor him, uh, his – I don't know if you guys heard about this, but his his after-dinner meal from, uh, from the players was uh, chicken fingers and wine. So I'm sure that, that there's going to be – there should be a chicken finger sponsorship coming soon. Yes, indeed. Somewhere out there. Yes, indeed. Yeah, my picks, I had Dustin Johnson up there. Uh, He was tied 48th. Um, John Rahm was 9th. Bryson actually has been playing well. He's, he's, he tied for third. He's, he's constant, consistent. Lee Westwood, the old guy out there getting it with the young guys, just, just slapping the ball around, you know. Uh, ain't I ha- doing enough though, man. He's just not there. Not there, but he's getting close. But he's close. I was also pulling for Fowler. Uh, and actually, let's 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 talk about Fowler a little bit. Um, actually, let's wait until after we talk about the Honda Classic. So let's roll to the Honda Classic, where Matt Jones won at ten under. It wasn't a super sexy uh, tournament. Not a lot of uh, big names out there, but it was cool to see people playing golf and you kind of get an insight into some of the other guys. But um, some of these guys needed to win or place place in a position to get a position in the Masters. And the big one that um, everyone is bringing attention to is Mr. Fowler himself. So Fowler struggling. Let's be clear. And he changed swing coaches, and um, there may be some putter changes or whatever's going on. But there is a lot of slander on my man's name, dog. It's crazy. Commentators are saying, hey, is he, he's just now a model out there um, for Cobra. And um, 
you know, he shouldn't even be out there and, and people forget he's, he's won some stuff too, you know, and some guys have said, oh, he's just a motocrosser and, um, he, he should go stick to that. And, you know, just, just some rude shit, you know, and Hey, everyone's going to have their ups and downs. So, uh, what do you guys think about the Ricky slander? B call. What do you think? I mean, you, you just said it, everyone's going to have their ups and downs. So, you know, we can, we can sit here and have our hot takes and everything. He'll be back. I agree. What do you think Prince? Uh, to me personally, I think it might be something that's going on because no matter how we look at the game, he's one of the best putters out there. And that to me is a big difference to let me know it's something going on because his putter failed him big time. And so it makes me wonder what is going on mentally or is there something that's going on around him? And of course we all know that they're going to have their ups and downs, but for him, his go-to was his putter and it's been way off here lately. So that lets me know it's something else. That's an issue to me. Sugar, what's your thoughts? I think this man's going through life changes, you know, I mean, you know, I read an article not too long ago, he got married and I think there's a, for me, and I know, I mean, anybody, that's a huge adjustment. And I think when you're trying to play a game where you have to concentrate, you know, when you're first married, there's a lot of things that are going to take your concentration. So I think, I don't think it's a, I don't think, I think it's just a matter of time. I think it's just some adjustments that he's going to have to make personally and he'll get there. Um, I think he's a committed, he's a definitely a committed person. Otherwise he wouldn't have gotten to the stage. So I just think you got to give him some time and, you know, it's, it, that's it. You know, I think, um, you know, that that's the best thing that that uh, that cures all is time. Well, and it wasn't too long ago, you know, Rory was going between girlfriends and they were making jokes. Oh, he's playing well because he doesn't have a girlfriend. He's stinking it up because he does. And uh, Rory got married and and changed his life. And he struggled for a while. Like they, even now, like we, you know, Rory is uh, top considered a top player and he plays well, but he hasn't finished or won anything in a while and uh it just happens like it's no one's gonna be out there and be consistent like tiger right and everyone wants to to put that billing out there on people but it's just not gonna happen and shit happens life happens um you look at other sports stuff happens you know and you know mj michael jordan himself jeffrey was not always at the top um he always had some issues and he rose above those and Kobe, the same thing, you know, um, it just, it just happens, you know? And so people kind of got to get over that and it just, you know, the, the Ricky slanders is kind of crazy. And then, you know, I don't know. It's kind of pissy. I mean, it, it's, I mean, it, 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 people have bad days, man. I mean, golf is a difficult game already. So it's not like, it's not like you can go out here and just say, I'm going to turn a switch on or turn it on and off and be good or be bad. Right. Same, same with other sports. It's, it's a commitment to the craft. You have to make sure that you're doing the right things and it'll, it'll come back to him. You know, I, I have, I have a lot of confidence in that and Ricky Fowler that he's going to figure it out, man. I think also too, uh, it goes to the point of the course. Like some people play better on certain courses. For instance, like this weekend, <clears throat> Matt Jones, Matt Jones is from Australia. They're used to playing in a lot of wind. 
So the course was set up perfect for him with all of that win. So I think when you look at conditions like that, you Roy, I mean, not Roy, but <clears throat> Ricky plays better depending on what the course is. And so from there, that's why I see the difference. Matt Jones did great because the simple fact is he used to playing in the wind. And this was a perfect course for him. Well, and the pressure, right? So pressure can get to all of you, like anyone, right? So oh, when, absolutely. when you know that you got to win because you're trying to get somewhere, hey, that's that's a big old gorilla on your back, man. That shit sucks. Um, so I don't know. I think I think he bounces back. You know, all you suckers out there back off the slander. You know, it is what it is. I know you suckers ain't perfect either. So um, let's roll into uh, the ladies, Reg. Hey, go ahead and give us a preview of some ladies golf, please. Yeah, so this uh, this week, the ladies are going to be out at the Kia Classic, which uh, began in the year 2010. Um, there was not a tournament last year due to COVID. Um, but, uh, the last winner was NASA and I'm going to brutal. I'm going to, this last name is Hata Hatakoa and she was the 2019 winner. Mm, um, mm, this mm. event is, uh, for C, uh, CME, uh, globe points. There's 500 points on the line. Um, and I, this, this course, man, this is an interesting course because there's a lot of water on this course. So not only is it, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's in Carlsbad, California. So it's, you know, I think that the, the weather's weather's starting to be turn around, you know, turning around. It's, it's, uh, it's nice out there, but there is a lot of water on this course, especially on the back end of this course. So very difficult. I think that the ladies are going to have a hard time. Um, you know, there's, uh, I'm just kind of breaking down the, the, the holes here. There's uh, 10 par fours, there's four par fives and there's four par threes. So, um, like I said, on that, in the backside of that course, man, there's a lot of water. It's going to take a lot of skill and accuracy to, to get around that. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, this would, this is an event that the ladies are kind of going in between weeks. Um, I think maybe once some of the restrictions are lifted, maybe they can, maybe they can start getting back to kind of a normal schedule, but, um, it kind of seems like there's, you know, two and three weeks between some of their tournaments, but, um, this kind of kicks off a, I believe it's a, a West Coast swing of events for the ladies, and uh, there'll be some good golf out there. Um, one of the one of the things I wanted to mention is that uh, Michelle Wee, who hasn't been on tour for a while, uh, she's back out there, and it's good to see see uh, her coming back. Uh, she had a she had a child that I think um, you know she's been out for a couple of years now um, mm-hmm. uh, due to that, but um, she she's making a comeback, man. It's good to see you know, her out there and, and competing. Um, and, uh, we'll see what the ladies do this week. Nice. I like it. Um, can you say the last year's winner's last name again? Man, it's, it's, it's uh, Hatakawa. Oh, okay. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, looking at this field, I mean, there are some top, uh, scoring leaders out there like Corda Kang, um, both the quarter sisters, actually, Lexi Thompson, um, those they, these guys, these women, excuse me, are falling in the top five. Um, I didn't know like there there's a couple of ladies that are not mentioned, like Catherine Kirk um, and Jen Young Co. 
um, who who played um, well and actually have has won, and I believe she's in the top ranked right now uh, yeah, in the world as a golf. I think she's number one. So she's doing good this week at this tournament too. Yeah. So um, let's let's get into um, our picks. Um, actually, uh, Matt. Maddie Prince, what do you let's let's talk about the ladies golf and uh who you picking for this tourney? Well, first, uh you've already said one of them is one of the quarters uh quarter sisters, that's Nelly. I like her game. I like how she's came on here lately. She's always in around at top echelon. And my other pick, my kind of not necessarily sleeper, it would be Brooke Henderson. I like her game. She's uh oh to me. Uh, hold on and one second. A uh, Optimus Prime. We we missed that second piece there. Um, go ahead and and give us who 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 that second pick was, and go through that explanation. You kind of broke up. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, bro. Uh. I said Brooke Henderson. Okay, cool. Would be my second pick because, like, I, she's super consistent, and she's always up there flirting with the top. Don't always make it, but she's always flirting, and I think it's about time that she won another. One. Nice. So my sleeper is Brooke Henderson. All right, I like it. I like it. I like it. Uh, Spilner, do you have any thoughts on this? You, you're killing me. First, I want to. Uh, <laughs> double the, the positive sentiments seeing we back. I think it's great. Uh, she didn't have a good outing today, but it's awesome to see her come back. I mean, she's just been one of the more outspoken players um, and just one of the better names that we've all known. So that'll be cool to, to see her get back into the game and, and doing it again. Uh, as far as my pick, I'm going to go with uh, Danielle Kang. Um, I like her as a human. She does, uh, she does some good stuff off the course. Um, and she's, she's a top five player. She just, she puts in work. So that'll be my pick for this, uh, this round. That's dope. I'm, I'm actually going to piggyback off of that. I'm going to go with Danielle Kang. Um, and then my sleeper is, uh, Jin Young Ko. And so I think those two are going to perform very well. Um, of course, I think the quarter sisters are going to be somewhere in the mix. I just don't know where they're going to fall, but I'm pulling for Danielle. I, I, I agree and ride with that. What about you, Suge? Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to piggyback and say Danielle Kang as well. I think that uh, she's, she's just a, she's a phenomenal golfer. She's playing really good golf right now. Um, uh, Mr. Smith. I also like Nellie Corda. Um, I think um, they're always right there. I mean, they're, they're always her and her sister are always playing some really good golf um and then uh you know we'll we'll see what happens uh it will be like i said this is going to be the start of a couple of events right in a row for these ladies and this is the heart of the the golf season this is when it starts to get really good so that you'll see some of them start to separate themselves from from each other i totally agree well on the men's side this week we have the wgc match play uh it's taking place in austin country club um, that course is a Pete Dye design course, uh, opened in 1984 to par 71 is 71, uh, 08 yards and the greens are Bermuda. Um, 
the past winners, uh, Kevin Kisner in 2019, uh, Bubba Watson in 2018, DJ in 2017, and Jason Day in 2016. So some big names there um, can be watched on the Golf Channel and also streamed on the PGA Tour Live app um, and wherever else because I know that uh, Prime has some stakes in the golf too. So just search and see where you can find Golf Live and stream it from that platform. Good luck to you. Um, so, um, the match play has already started, um, and they put out brackets, which was kind of cool because it's March madness. Um, and so it was kind of actually interesting to kind of roll through with golfers and figure out who was going to, um, be picked. And some of the odds that were out there is DeChambeau is 12 to one JT 12 to one, uh, DJ 14 to one, John Rom 14 to one, Rory 20 to one. Finau twenty eight to one, um, Hideki forty to one. So odds are all over the place here, but it's any given day and any given matchup. It's you versus another person, um, and of course. Um, so I believe let's get into some picks, but I have some guest picks from uh, some of our previous guests. So the Nature Boy said he's rolling with JT and Bryson. Um, and JT was getting his ass whooped all over the course today. So um, I don't know how good that's going to happen. Uh, Booga had DJ or Bubba Watson. Um, but he he also said Ron might sneak in there. And then uh, the doctor, MD, Mike Darangowski himself, uh, had Poulter in there, Ian Poulter. So um, I think he won his, right? Yeah, I think so. I think he did. So, I mean, he, MD is still in there. Um, so we're we'll we'll see about that. I was questioning that call when we were we're chatting. So, um, I'm actually gonna roll with. Uh, I I like Bryson. Um, and then my sleeper was Kisner. Um, kind of chatted it up with C pipes, and uh, he was on the Kisner train too. He he was like, oh, I agree. That could be just kind of a setup that Kisner could go in there and get it. Cause he's already won again. And he was, he was the last winner there. So, um, I, I look for either Bryson or Kisner to take it. So, um, Matty ice, what you got? Well, I got two, um, tied. And then I got one. I agree with you with Kisner. Uh, Kisner is real good. I got two sleepers. Mine is uh, M, is one, and the other one is uh, Fredderly. I know I'm just saying that guy name up. Fredderly. Those two guys are very sleeperish because the simple fact is they're not real big, high profile names, but they're really playing really good this week. And Kesner, he's already won it, he's playing pretty good. He's my top pick, but the other two are really good sleepers. Nice. Shug, what do you got? Yeah, so I'm, you know, one thing I want to mention is there's 64 of the top 69 golfers that are taking part in this tournament this weekend. Yes, indeed. So it reminds me kind of, you know, when you look at the NCAA tournament, you know, the, the bigger you are, the harder you fall. 
So you're seeing that. You're seeing a lot of these guys that you think are, oh, you know, when you look at the matchups, ah, I'm going to move them on in that bracket. Man, the bracket looks terrible. <laughs> I don't know about y'all, but my bracket looks terrible. It's, my NCAA bracket looks better than my the golf bracket. Hey, uh, mine does not. Mine is hot garbage. <laughs> yeah. So I, I got to say, I, I'm, I wrote these. These I'm going to write. I'm going I'm to go with the names I wrote down um, earlier. So. Um, you know, uh, I had, I have DJ on here as well. Um, I like Sun JM and then Jordan Spieth. I think he's playing some really good golf and it was interesting, man. Cause I think, uh, I think it was yesterday. He actually hit onto another green in regulation when he was trying to, to hit a, hit a ball yesterday. So it was, he actually, I think part that hole too. So it wasn't like he messed, he really messed up. He, uh, he accounted for it, but, um, those are my picks, man. So um, we'll we'll see what happens. Yes, indeed. I mean, should be interesting. I like the style. Um, I like the March Madness bracket thing. Everyone's brackets are shattering. Uh, good times. Um, there's also another tournament that is out there. The Corrales Punta Cana Resort and Club Championship. Um. It's at the Corrales course and it's a par 72 and 76, 70 yards. So people are playing this tourney, hoping for an invite to the masters, but it's not guaranteed. If you win it, you're not guaranteed to get in this joint. So some past winners, Hudson Swafford, Graham McDowell, Bryce Garnett, Nate Lashley, and Dominic Bozelli. Um, The odds are Thomas Peters at plus 1800 Charlie Hoffman at, at plus 1800 um you have Justin Sue at plus 3100 Charles Howell the 3rd at plus 4500 so the odds are are out there and they're they're kind of everywhere so um looks like a really nice course though it does it does it just it's like, it it gives uh i believe around 300 FedEx points 330 or 300 something like that FedEx points so it's a nice little grab it can boost you up if you win that so um they had a I heard a I heard this thing they were talking about it on the on the on this podcast I listened to um we don't we're not going to say which one it is because this is the only podcast you should listen to but we got to listen to the competition anyways they were talking about there's a portion of the golf golf course is called devil's elbow and that does not sound good no lord. But I do what what I do think about these tournaments that happen. So like this kind of happened before too. There was a WGC event and they had there was an event in Puerto Rico that same weekend. So it kind of seems like if guys feel like, oh hey, I might be able to go and play some really good golf and 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 get some points real quick, maybe they kind of feel like they can go over there and steal some points. What do you guys think about that? I agree with it, but I also think like Stop double scheduling these events, right? Let's let's put these joints. We love to watch golf. Hey, spread spread the love. Put these on different weeks. You know, B. What are your thoughts on 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 the scheduling and everything? No, hundred percent agree. Like I have a hard enough time paying attention to one thing in a week. You trying to have me watch two, and and you know I'm I'm supposed to be trying to get entertained. I don't want to be stressed out by my entertainment. You know, I'm just trying to watch these guys play some really good golf. But this course down there and that they're playing 
looks gorgeous. Um, so a lot of fun to watch. Yep, I agree. Thoughts, Prince? Ooh. I just believe, you know, it's a chance for somebody else. Yeah, they shouldn't double book it like that, but at the same time, for the players that are playing in the Punta, it's that point of like, hey, it's a chance. You, It's not a guarantee, but it's a chance. And that's all that we ask for in golf is a chance. So... I appreciate that part, but they could have also put it at another time as well. You know, start that joke on Tuesday and make it last to Thursday or Friday or so. But that's my thought. I, I like the part of giving them a chance. Yep. But now I will say with that part too, I don't like the point that it's not a guarantee. I don't really like that point. Because then it's like you going out there playing your hardest for 300 points, but then you might not even make it there. You know, so that's a little iffy. That's true. Like, well, what what's the point of those tournaments then? Exactly. That makes a good point. So with that in mind, um, I know it's kind of hard to pick because you don't have the big names out there. Um, and looking at the odds and everything and, and the history, um, I – I'm picking uh, Charlie Hoffman to win that uh, or Nate Lashley. Um, and, and those are my picks. Um, let's hear everybody else's picks. Suge. I'm going to go with Nate Lashley. And then uh, a name that I haven't heard for a while, but I did see on the board, uh, Davis Love the third. The love. See what happens. Yes. Spread the love. B. Cole. You have any picks for this guy? Yeah, I was uh, I was impressed with uh, some of the stuff that your boy Hoffman's doing, so I'll piggyback on that one. Okay, and Matty Ice, and I guess it's unanimous because we all picking the same person. <laughs> <laughs> and watch he lose. Oh yeah, but that, uh, yeah, that could be. it's just the way it goes. And I, you know, and, and I think the interesting thing about this tournament, the in the Dominican Republic, and the one that's actually being played in uh, Carlsbad and the ladies, I think that you might have two international um, folks who actually win both of these tournaments. So, um, you know, it's uh, I think it caters to that. I mean, you're going to see different people golfing, and maybe that's part of the point is that they're trying to highlight folks that you maybe maybe don't get the shine, but. Still, it's hard if you're a golf fan to to watch all this different coverage. Yep, I agree. Speaking of hard, um, I want to throw this subject in between before we get to our diversity thing. It kind of ties into it. But we have the men's NCAA tournament and we have the women's NCAA tournament going on. And I know the women's NCAA tournament um, – I don't know how many people are filling out brackets and everything I've been following. There's actually been some great games um, out there with the women's gaming. Um, The men's, my brackets in pieces and shambles, and uh, it will be interesting to see who wins um, out of that because some of the big names are not out there. Um, But it'll be cool to see somebody that hasn't won in the past few years, get a, get a chip. But before the tournament started, 
there was uh, tweets going around about the women's and men's locker rooms. And so when you look at the men's home workout facility, they had a full weight room. Um, everything out there looked great, just like it's supposed to. And uh, you pan over to the women's and they had a rack of dumbbells and some yoga mats. So just wanted to get your guys' thoughts on the the equality of men and women's sports um, as we talk about diversity and uh, see what you guys thought about that. So let's go with you, uh, Matty Ice. What did you think about that, um, that being in the news and um, about women versus men's sports? Um, it's always a difference between the two. Um, a lot more people give to the men's than the women. And it's not fair because they're both athletes. It's both uh, a college <clears throat> sport, but it's not. So I don't like how we don't support the women, but they give a whole lot to the men and the women work out, practice, do everything just as much as the men but the thing is it's not as publicized as the men and it's not as much uh, I ain't gonna say I hate to say it like that but excitement to it as the dunking and the long threes and all this craziness that happened to men but then when you go into the training therefore the locker rooms or the weight rooms it's the same thing but you have less. So to me, I don't. That is fair, but. I Uh Oh, I think yeah, we, we losing him. Man. We but, had some issues. He, we had the bumblebee mic on this time. That's good. right. Um, but, I mean, I think, I think it, it, it's, it's just not, it, it shows you that there's just not equality, man. You know, it's, um, these are the same schools. Some of these, these teams are coming from the same, you know, conferences, you know, so why wasn't there, you know, I don't, to me, I don't get it. I just don't think it should have happened that way. And they can make whatever excuses they want. It just shows there's inequality and it's, it's about time that the, the shit is squashed, man. I mean, I'm going to tell you, so I'm going to say one thing, Matt, you, you said that the, you know, the perception of the game of the women's game is that it's not as entertaining. I'm going to disagree with that, man, because I'm going to tell you, there's, there's a, a squad up there in Yukon that balls, they ball. And then there's a, there's a squad also in, in South Carolina that balls. And, and you're those two lady teams, man, I will watch those over a lot of those NCAA teams that are left. Well, remember you're a volunteer. So the Tennessee volunteers for many years, were dominant in women's basketball, and that's what they were all known for. The football team sucked, and their bas- the women's basketball team was what was in the public eye with, uh, I believe her name was Shamika Holesclaw. That's old school, if you mm-hmm. you don't remember her. So, I mean, it's exciting. Uh, UConn usually gets it done. I mean, the other day you saw a, oh, yeah. a girl from Texas A&M make the, the shot and, and her interview and stuff like that, and she's a baller. Um, it's yeah, I'm going to say this. It's it's not like the Alabama basketball team. 
is raking in all that dough. The football team makes all the money and then it's funneled out, right? And so everyone should benefit. So all the benefits should go through all the programs and the NCAA should make sure that they're doing that. So somebody should be fired. I don't know. B. Cole, what are your thoughts? Um, yeah, I mean, I remember the late 90s, the lady volunteers were just wrecking shop. So, yeah, it was it was almost embarrassing for everyone else. Um, and with with the whole weight room situation, I mean, they would have been better off not putting anything in there. You got 10 yoga mats and a, and a rack of dumbbells. There's absolutely no reason because someone had to think about it. Like, oh, this will be good. I'm going to put this here and then walk across the hallway and you see the men's facility. And how do you not see that in that inequity? So yeah, they'd have been better off not doing anything and then trying to play it out afterwards. So anyway, agreed. And speaking of nineties basketball teams, you said the volunteers, but shout out to the lady Harrison Panthers back in the nineties. We had some ballers in high school for sure. Shout out to cat English. You know, what up, Kat? Um, so, yeah, we'll get back to that. Um, yeah, I was going to say, like, uh, she's she's easily one of the best athletes we've got in our tournament. Yes. Um, and I can't play basketball with my wife because she'll whip my ass every single time. If I leave her open shooting a three, it's it's swish all day long. Like, I'm, I'm ruined. I'm so, dunking on anyone in my fam until I can't. I'm sorry. I got well, to. I'm not talking about nine foot range. Right? <laughs> Cold. <laughs> All right. Well, let's switch over to the diversity topic of the week. Um, there's an article out there um, that is highlighting the John Shippen ex- exemption. Um, and this is a new event that is given exemption into the PGA and LPGA events. Um, so the nation's black uh, top Black golfers uh, will compete. Um, The men will be at the Detroit Golf Club on June 27th and 28th. And then the women, I believe, will be in Midland, Michigan, uh, July 14th through the 17th to to qualify. But um, it's actually kind of cool. And it's a event that's uh, sponsored by Rocket Rocket Mortgage. Excuse me. and the event is named after John Shippen Jr., who was America's first black golf professional. Um, and he was a caddy and did all these uh, great things and um, actually worked at the Shady Rest Golf Course, which uh, has its own place in black golf history. Um, so uh, Shippen's name will stand out, I mean, forever. And Rocket Mortgage, Rocket Mortgage is all about this event um, so, uh, great article to read, great awareness, but, um, we'll get, ev- uh, get everybody's thoughts on this, but can we get more events like this on the tour and more sponsors and where can we get coverage? Cause when you read these articles and they talk about these events, where can I watch this? I want to watch this, right? Mm. Where it doesn't say where we can watch this. Like, Shouldn't this be televised? Like if, if this was such a big deal, like it, will this be on the golf channel or a streaming thing or something out there? Um, so let's get, let's get, I hope, I hope we get that, but they didn't mention it. And 
I mean, it's tough enough to watch, try to get coverage on women's golf, for real. They would rather show the talking heads than golf playing. So Maybe we should go take a road trip. I feel that, too. So uh, let's get every, everyone's thoughts about this and the exemptions and uh, what do we think about this. So uh, let's look. Prince, what do you think? I think it's an awesome opportunity. Um, first and foremost, let's not uh, overlook John Shipley. I love the whole fact that the man played, but the only way he had got in is they had said that he was uh, Indian and his mom was Indian. And at first, when the people found out, they wasn't going to uh, let him go on. But then one of the guys was like, well, I'm not playing if he ain't playing. That's major. And for him, at, well, I think it was Shinnecock that uh, he played in the tournament and came in fifth. And it's just amazing how far the game has advanced to where he came in fifth and made $25. Mm. And now they're making millions, uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars for fifth place. And to be able to have an exemption like that that is amazing. That is great change. But I'm with you also is I want to see these golfers because no matter who wins, who's really going to televise that? Who's really going to put that name out there? What sponsors are really going to come and pick that person up? We would like to know these people because we might want to follow them, might want to do something more for them, might even want to add a little sponsorship to them. But if we don't know who that person really is, but what they're doing then kind of goes down from there. You know, that's my thoughts. So. Yep. Agreed. Be cool. I, uh, I read through this article that you had sent out and it's just a cool story. Um, I mean, he just, the, the, the idea behind the tournament, um, we, t- we talked about it, you know, the last time I was on uh, you know, representation, positive representation, so all of those things are going to be fantastic. Um, and I also liked the, the last paragraph where they talked about you know, having uh, a conference afterwards, you know, for, for businesses and things of that nature, you know, giving, getting exposure and opportunity. I mean, that's, that's just huge. Those are the kinds of things that we need to see. And that, to your point, you know, we need to see that kind of stuff more. Um, so one of the guys I'm going to put you in touch with afterwards, he does a lot of work here in town. So, Maybe he might be a good guest for later. Cool. Right on. Suge. Yeah, I mean, this this is a great story. I think that um any anything that's trying to promote the game and trying to get more people of color into the game, it's a it's a good thing. And I think if I read right, the winner of the the winner qualifies for actually the Rocket Mortgage Classic, which take which will take place like the week after. Yep. So that I mean that's a chance. That's all you need is. And I think that when I, when I look at, when I look at the story of, you know, um, when I look at this story and it's all about grit, this man went through his whole life. He was a caddy. He fought to get on the tour. He did everything he could tooth and nail, like blood, sweat, and tears. And you can hear it in the story. And if you go in and kind of read up on him, um, it's just it's just some amazing things that that African Americans have had to go through 
But I tell you one thing, out of all of that strife and struggle brings grit and determination, man. And that's what I think it's all about. I think that you're seeing a lot of these people and that's what this tournament's about. You're seeing that they have an opportunity to go out there and, and get an exemption to play in a real PGA tour or an LPGA tour event. That is opportunity. You have to go and make the best of it. So I'm, that's why I really want to go out there and watch because I know that these, these folks is working hard to get to that point, you know? Um, and it was just, it's, it's just an, I mean, it's always awesome to go back and kind of learn about history. And so this is what this podcast has done for me is giving me the opportunity to go out and learn things that I haven't, you know, known before. So, you know, it's, it's just a beautiful thing, man. I totally I agree. To exposure, exposure, putting, putting people out there. That's, you know, that's what we need. Maddie. Can I add one more thing to what Reggie was saying? Sure. This, uh, it's also focus too. that, that determination. And it's also a focus. He had a goal as well. And it's life changing. Like for those guys to have a chance, it's life changing. Just like for him, he got a chance to make it to be life changing and no telling. That's why I think it should be more publicity on that because the simple fact is that exemption can change the whole dynamic of that person's life and others around him. I agree with that. Matt Handrum makes a good point. Um, I appreciate it. Um, Yes, and indeed. and we're going to switch over, switch gears. So golf fashion, we we are all fashionable. Um Matty Ice, him and I used to go raid the uh racks of of Golf Galaxy and get all the top Nike stuff on sale. B Cole is an Adidas guy, my Adidas through and through. I'm Jordan Nike, whatever. Red is Jordan Nike, whatever. And so my golf spy um, does a report um, every year on clubs, putters, anything you can imagine. And so there, there's a report out there um, about the shoes. And so um, about this time of the year when golf is picking up for us weekend golfers, they're going to release a bunch of shoes for us to get out there and uh, try on and like. And... Um, they rate these shoes based off of basically style, comfort, traction, and stability. Um, and so I may try to head out and try to get Suge um, and some of our other guests to kind of stop at the stores and maybe try on these shoes if they're out. And maybe we can give a full report of what we think in hand, like what they look like um, and how they feel and everything. And then um, maybe purchase them or just put them back on the shelf. But uh mm-hmm. Um, really cool shoes and you know you would not think like Nike being the top um, sneaker company out there along with Adidas and stuff you would think that Nike would be up top but I'm sorry they were not not even close not even close in comfort the style and everything and they dropped Nike dropped the Nike the victory two shoe and maybe a, a month ago, they dropped the Tiger Woods 2021, 2021 shoe. And they look the same to me. I don't I don't know. I don't care what you put 
in the hills and all this shit. But we got to switch it up. I don't know. It, the old dusties. The old dusties. Now, I get C-Pipes brought it up and he said, well, Nike's got to put out a classic style shoe. Like Foot Joy is going to put some out. But choose one. Are we going to have the victory too? Or are we going to have the tiger? You can't can't have the both. You know, you can, you know, do all that. Give the opportunity, like, come on, man. Be creative and put out a different looking shoe that you can call victory too. Yeah, for sure. Um, and they may be comfortable. Like I said, I I hated on the Tiger shoe, and then I went and saw them in person. And in person, them joints are kind of tight. But um, I don't know. We'll see what we see in the Victory 2, and maybe I will, um, if they have the Victory 2s out and the Tiger's sitting there, I'll take a picture of both and see what everybody thinks. Um, so let's go to B-Call. You're Adidas guy. Um what do you like about Adidas? And then when you kind of looked at the shoes and the report or whatever that's out there, um, what do you think about uh, the offerings that are out there? Uh, honestly, the the breakdown is it's, it's not that I'm a Nike hater or anything like that. It's just the way the shoes are made. Um, Adidas has a wider, wider uh, toe area. So it's just a more comfortable shoe is all it really breaks down to. And then they make them in that nice blue that I like to rock. Yes, indeed. Um, but as far as their, as far as the uh, that that golf spy breakdown, I've I've been interested to see what Asics is going to put out. Um, I I've been a runner um, and and I, I run in their shoes. Uh, so as far as as comfort goes, I mean I, I'd like to see what Asics has to has to play with. But they showed up middle of the road in that report. I'm still going to go try and find them and check them out though. Yep, I agree with that. I I I love running in Asics, but it was interesting that they fell in the middle of the road. And in Comfort, they were fourth, which means there's other shoes that were more comfortable than Asics. And usually, Asics are pretty comfy. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's hard to be able to make a make a judgment on comfort when everyone's got a different foot. So, Agreed. what's comfortable to me might suck to you. So, yep, totally agree. Matty Ice, what do you think about the shoe game and and uh, the report? Uh, I think I like the boa. And if you was talking about Asics, I think Asics even has a boa as well. And I like the way that they're going with that because you want something that'll fit your feet snug, but also you got the stability as well. So I'm starting to geared towards that a little bit more because we all know, you know, you're walking up a hill or you walk down or your feet get sweaty, your laces start coming apart or whatever, your foot, the only thing it takes is your foot slide a little bit, your shot gone wherever it's going. But if you have something that you can dial it in with, that can get you a more snug fit, that'll keep your foot where it's supposed to be, then I think that's good for you. As long as they don't go all the way off into like, remember when Shaq had the Reebok with the pumps? As long as we don't go that far, we'll be okay. But I think the boys, I think those would be all right. And as far as Nike, Nike needs some more. I mean, you come out with all these different styles, but then you're real basic when it comes to the golf shoe. And I don't know if they're doing it just because they want to keep that classic, you know, title. But eh, you're kind of missing me with that. Come out, you got all these variations of shoes, but you can't come out with a different kind of golf shoe. So, mm-hmm. What do you think, Shug? 
I mean, I was actually when we, when you know, looking through this article, I was actually shocked because I thought that, you know, some of your more traditional shoe companies would be up there. But I mean, they are getting blown out of the water. And I mean, in my personal experience is that the Jordan, the Jordan brand of golf shoes, they're pretty comfortable. I feel like they're pretty they're 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 you can get away with it if you don't have a narrow foot. But I also have tried the zooms, um, the zoom airs. Um, which to me, they were uncomfortable because it's a very narrow shoe. And so I think when you look at the majority of cats who be golfing, a lot of dudes don't have narrow feet. And your feet will change over time. So I think that when you talk about comfort, that it has to, it has to have an element of comfort to it. Um, I've recently started getting into new balance. And New Balance, every pair of New Balance that I have, they're, every single pair is comfortable. So I'm going to try, I'd like to try the Striker 2.0s and kind of see what those feel like. Um, and I've seen a couple of them in, in some different colors. And I think, uh, you know, I, you just got to give them a shot. Um, but if your dog's is barking, you don't, you don't need that. Uh, no, indeed. So some of the top shoes out there that, that they placed, um, you have the Under Armour um, hover drive, which Under Armour is doing things because they have rock out there. You know, his foot is not slim. Um, they make them comfortable, um, durable. Um, and, uh, it actually was a 93.5 on, on their, uh, ranking, uh, Skechers. No one mentions that, but that's a uh, Kucher shoe and Mike Darangowski's, uh, favorite sponsor there. Um, so you got the Skechers go golf torque pro. Um, and then the New Balance Striker, um, the Adidas ZG21 Boa. It actually is a, a slick-looking shoe, has the bow on it. Um, I may actually try that, and I'm, I've been a, a Nike person through and through, but it, it actually looks comfortable. And FootJoy has that Hyperflex Boa, which actually looks like it can – it looks like it is a house slipper with golf shoes. Like, it looks like it can be super comfortable – um, it was ranked first in comfort, but um, and actually it, it ranked second in style and first in traction. So that might be a good shoe to kind of check out. So comfort, traction and style um, might might be a good go. Asics is in there. Um, but then as I keep scrolling through this, like foot joy is kind of towards the bottom. They haven't changed. They're doing the classic thing, kind of Buster Brown look. But the very last is the Nike Air Zoom Victory Tour. And um, Nike just has to do something, right? Like if if this is my opinion, if they weren't rolling out the Air Max golf shoes or the Jordan golf shoes, they would not have a presence in the golf shoe world right now. Like those shoes, no one's going to wait in line or try to rush and get these victory tours. I'm sorry. We got to do better. Got to do better. I'm, I love getting the Air Maxes for nostalgia and the Jordan 4s and 5s and 11s and stuff. But can we retro the Tigers, the good Tigers, not the shitty Tigers, the good ones, the comfortable ones? Can we retro the those? Yeah, the T-Dubs. Can, can we get those and bring – like it's the Masters week. He's not playing – Roll out the green and yellow T dubs, you know. Let's let's see something, you know. Put something out there that that we can hey, can man. enjoy. So, 
So I have a question. How come y'all none of y'all are 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 not rocking, you know, the the old school, you know, traditional joints with them <laughs> saddles on them? How come ain't no one talked about that? Ain't no one brought them them saddle joints into this conversation? I did when we first started because uh, they were cheap and sitting out there, but them shits were yeah. not comfy. No champ. man, come on, man. That's, that's like playing with them old spikes. You get stuck in the grass. You might see an old player with them at the club. Uh, don't do that. He'd be like, these ain't no golf shoes. Yeah, he's gonna be about sixty-seven. <laughs> them old players be out on the golf course in them old shoes, and they be whooping that ass. You dog. know it, and they be doing yeah. it too. Yeah, hey, they just poke the ball down the field, two hundred right. yards, two hundred yards, and then looks like the first shoe yes, is. Well, um, so I challenge everyone to go and uh, check out the My Golf Spy. The best spike golf shoe article. Um, go out there and try them on. Support them. Get some shoes. I'm gonna try them on. I know some of my friends, my boys on this call are gonna go and check out some of the shoes because our golf season is getting ready to start once all this damn snow melts. Um, and so uh, let's go there. So take care of your dogs. Take your care dog. of your dogs. Do do uh do you guys like spiked? Over the the non traditional spike ones, uh, no, the, the spikeless ones. I like the spikeless ones. <clears throat> Why do? Except for when it's raining. Except for when it's raining, I feel like I have a little more level uh, footing with them. Whereas the spikes, depending on where the spike is, it can throw you off a little bit. Once again, going to how your foot is, and. Uh, also, to hit on the Nike thing, Nike to me haven't really did much for shoes since they stopped making clubs. That once as they stopped making clubs, hmm. it was a wrap. That's a good correlation. I kind of like that thought. Uh, well, I, I ask because I, I've been playing in the spikeless ones, and they've worked out fairly well for me. Um, and they've got both of those reports up on the my, my golf spy site. So, yep. So, I mean, I might. I might try on some spikes. I remember playing in them, but you remember when we were kids and we were playing in, in spiked uh, cleats and stuff and that just uncomfortable. You can feel that shit in your feet, you know, and it's, it's just not, not a comfy thing. So um, I have a pair of out a, there. Then you have a lot of courses nowadays that won't even have uh, spikes on the course. Yeah, you that's true. wear them. So. Yep. yep. That's a good point. So speaking of green and money, cash rules everything around me. Cream, get the money. Dollar, dollar bill, y'all. Um, we're going to get into, uh, actually, Sugar, tell us what we're going to get into, actually. Man. So as, as we've done in previous pods, we're getting into, you know, one, uh, you know, one of my favorite topics, which is music. And to get perspectives from the fellas to really understand, you know, take a deep dive into some of our favorites and give you guys a taste of, of what that means to us. So this week we're getting into the top Wu Tang songs as our front nine in the top nine. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Getting that Wu. And you know, Wu Tang, I think is, you just have to say that I'm, here. Here's an interesting thing. You guys are going to you guys are going to find this very interesting. So 
traveled a couple of times internationally for work. And one of the craziest places that I saw actually a Wu-Tang mural was in Lithuania. Okay. We have an operations center out there in Lithuania and uh, in Vilnius. Um, and I was, we were going from one, we were going from the, our hotel to the, to this event center. We were having this event at, and I saw a Wu-Tang like mural painted like graffiti style in the middle of a international city, man. And that was the dopest thing to me. I think I actually have a picture of it somewhere. I need to find that. But to me, that was one of the dopest things about the Wu-Tang because they not only touched a lot of people that look like me and that look like us on this podcast, but they have touched other people internationally. You know, and that to me, that's what's dope. That's what makes Wu-Tang just an iconic brand and vision and just change the world to me. Yep, I agree. Um, they're they're referenced everywhere. Probably one of the top rap groups um, ever. Um, they spawned a lot of different people. So uh, with this front nine, let's talk about the top nine Wu-Tang songs according to each and every person. So we've all picked different songs or some of them may be the same. But uh, this list will be interesting um, and if you disagree or agree, hit us up on our Twitter or hit us up on our Instagram and and let us know what you disagree about. Talk some shit. So, uh, B. Cole, your musical, Mr. Backpack Rap, uh, I want I want to hear your top nine Woo songs. Man, I was hoping you weren't going to make me go first, but all right. I'm going to go backwards order, so nine to one. Okay. Ah. <sighs> It, th- this was one of the hardest things ever because you, you're like, yeah, your top nine Wu-Tang songs. And I'm like, man, that's a catalog of like a billion tracks. You want to break it down to nine? Agreed. So I'm going to start with Assassination Day from Iron Man, Ghostface, Ray, RZA, and Inspector Deck. Mm-hmm. Track just bangs to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it starts out, you know, has the uh, the usual suspects cut from the movie then all those dj scratches that guitar that's playing in the background kind of gives it that asian feel ah, that song has always been sick to me um glaciers of ice is my number eight from from the purple tape you got ray ghost and master master killer going at it starts out with the wallabies talk oh man uh 96 that's all i was rocking i had a navy blue pair I had the cream pair used to get them from, from C pipes over at uh, tra- uh what was it? Track and trail in the, in the Citadel mall. Oh, yeah. Man. He had a, he had a steady, steady uh, flow of those. Yeah. Those chucka boots, man. Those were, those were it. Uh, my number, uh, my number seven is protect your neck. The jump off from the woos album, the W. Um, I was a trumpet player as we were all band dorks. So the, uh, the horns and the guitar sample from, uh, from Albert King in that song just, just got me. Um, bring the pain at number six, just that grimy meth. It almost doesn't get any better than that. 
Uh, number five, Uzi Pinky Ring from Iron Flag. Okay. Yeah. Again, it's it's those horns that get me. That uh, the JJ Johnson that blues sample. Man, those horns all day. Uh, number four, Liquid Swords. You got the uh, the movie scene from Legend of the Lone Wolf starting it off. Mm-hmm. You know, all, all based off of uh, the Lone Wolf and Cub movie series. Such a if you guys are movie buffs, watch those. Yep, it's good stuff. It's all on the uh, HBO Max. Uh, and then you know just the RZA in the background with his. Yes, doing sir. That. <laughs> uh, number uh, where we at? Number three, incarcerated Scarfaces from the Purple Tape again. That's uh, that's you know just the killer movie scenes. Chow Yun Fat. Then you got the beat sample. Elements of the Boom Bap still still there in the, in that in that album. So that, that was just great. Uh, Ray and Ghost in peak form. Uh, protect your neck from the original 36 chambers album. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, is the first single watch your step kid, watch your step kid, watch your step kid. And then, uh, my number one is, uh, can it, can it all be so simple? Woo. There is mm. no better storytelling in a rap song than that. So my top nine. Love it. Love it. You you hit us with some bangers, some non expected ones. I love it. Um, let Matty Ice, let's go with you. All right. Well, I'm like Reggie. I had a little story. All of mine come from one Pacific time, and it was when I was in Germany. And it kind of threw me for a loop when you go to an all German club and you start hearing Wu Tang, and was like, "What the." <laughs> it was like a total like shock and so they and to see the europeans wearing like the bandana on their head with the big jackets and then got on the timberland boots and then some baggy blue jeans and it was like what <laughs> i was like okay okay so mine is uh would be brian don't already took for me a whole bunch of them but uh my number one uh, was Protect Your Neck. Uh, he don't already went through all of the great instrumentals and all the background. My next one is Cream. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I liked, uh, my next one would be by Raekwon, Ice Cream. Mm-hmm. And my joint on that was when Method Man came in and he was talking about the different flavors. I was like, he killed it. Mm-hmm. I was like, "What?" Yes, <laughs> yeah. Utter peaking, reekins. Yeah, and then uh, the next one would be incarcerated scarfaces, of course. And then I like my next one because it, it took uh, West Coast and East Coast and put them together, and that was Met the Man and Snoop uh, out of control, and that one was tight as well. And I love, of course, being down here in the South. Remember the song, uh, I Got Five on. And then Method Man and um, who was it? Method, Red, uh, and other, a couple of other cats, they ended up putting together their own I Got Five on. And uh, my next one is, of course, a classic to me was Method and Mary J, All I Need. 
Yes. Classic love song. And yeah. And then uh I got the the Rock Waller. And my favorite of all time is that collab with L Cool J, Method Man, Red Man, uh Master P, DMX is uh four three two one. That was my joint. It was classic. I remember watching them perform yes, that on uh, the Apollo Showtime at the Apollo. Classic. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Um, and see, in Germany, for you to be able to watch a lot of those shows. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, in Germany, you had one. In Germany, you had one station. It was called AFM, and that was the only American station you had in Europe. Mm. In Germany, so to be able to those or whatever, you would have to stay up to like two, three o'clock in the morning to see it. So it was just like, wow. <laughs> but to go in a club and see that and people, you know, they rocking out to dressing like them, trying to act like them and everything. I was like, wow. OK. And it's like what Red said, you know, they was they was worldwide. They wasn't just, you know, United States. Well, in the Springs, I mean, we grew up with cats that we knew and they thought they when they heard woo. They thought they were from New York. You know what I mean? You know what I mean, son? We had we had everyone rocking Timbos, going around the octagon. Yeah. Puffy jackets, everything. You know, it was crazy. Carrying razor blades in their mouth yep. to practice. All kind of crazy shit. Um, so I'm going to go backwards. So I'm going to say Shimmy, Shimmy Ya by ODB because I just love ODB. He was wild. He had his own style. And and. He stood out like in that group, like everybody else was doing their thing. They all stand out, but he was like, you know, celebrity status and and actually just kind of reserved. Like you you see the background of like him making songs and stuff. It was pretty interesting to see how he was. Um, I love Ghostface Killer. So the shirt says La Ghostface, where it's like Ghostface, Ghostface Killer. Oh, oh, oh. That's that's the slapper. Shit is oh my goodness, man! And then seven, I got um, "Holla" by uh, Ghostface, where it sampled the la 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 in the background. That shit slaps. Yeah. Of course, yeah. I got the uh, ice cream, um, and that video slapped to see them women in those t-shirts. Goodness, especially at that age, like when we was that age too. Yes, indeedy. Like that was when we was out and about. Um, I got Criminology with Raekwon featuring Ghost. Love that one. Wu-Tang ain't nothing to fuck with. Everyone recognizes that one. Um, and actually, my two was uh, Reunited. Like, to hear them jump on that Reunited beat and bring it all together and how they opened it, man, it, it gives you goosebumps to think about it. And then number one is Protect Your Neck. That's, that's just the exposure of 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 who the woo was and um it hit different like when we heard that back in the day we were younger man it was it was something different that you you heard and we we're like oh shit so mm-hmm. let's let oh and honorable mention is uh knuckleheads i love that song too so that song is dope so go ahead reg finish us out so i mean there's been so many that have been said you know and to me i think Woo is they brought a culture, man. They brought things that you wanted to hear about. You wanted they told stories. 
You know what I mean? They like ghosts. Like I've always, there's so many ghosts in meth collaborations where they tell you a whole story and you're like, you put down, you might put down your ear pods or your phone. You're like, fuck, them niggas just told me a whole, like they just told me some game and a story. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I always appreciate all of Woo just because of their contributions, man. But for me, it's all about protect your neck. It's about cream. It's about can it all be so simple? Uh, bring the ruckus um, method, man. Like that to me, that M-E-T-H-O-D, man. You know, that that was so hard to me, man, at, at the at the time. Um, Ice Cream, Triumph was a good song to me. Uh, Reunited, I like that one too, E. And then the two that, that really stick out to me, man, that, that speak to me, especially at, at the points of where I was in my life, man, was the mystery, the mystery of chess boxing. That first initial, woo ah, woo ah, and that you know that that piano in the background, but like yep. man, this would this had me, and then it's yours. Yeah, okay. Those two songs speak to me, man. If I if I'm gonna tell somebody, you know, who's never listened to Wu Tang, I'm gonna tell them to go listen to those two songs. Oh yeah, it's yours is awesome. The, just yeah. the way it starts off, just mm-hmm. machine gun rap. Yeah, just goes yeah. at it. Just hard. Well, and there's so many, there's so many woo cuts. And I from my perspective, I just tried to stick to just woo. But I can go off like we need to go ahead and have other different topics on this because we could do like the best woo collabs, you know, uh the best that you could even just go the best Rizza collabs, the best. You know, uh, you know, Ghostface, Raekwon. I mean, there's just so many ways you can go, man. There's a couple that would be uh, short segments, like the RZA <laughs> and, and you got. But, <laughs> yes, yeah. indeedy. I mean, but if you went RZA producing, like if you said, what are the what are the best produced RZA songs? You can come up with a list of that. That's and, true. And to be fair, in my honorable mentions, I've got a RZA track because I remember. <laughs> I remember sitting in the basement. I was uh, I was cleaning the bearings of my rollerblades, and an MTV News thing came on about the Gravediggers album, uh, and I was like, "Whoa, hmm. the RZA and Prince Paul, I'm on it." So yeah. I jumped in the car, went down to Sound Warehouse, picked it up. That was one of my favorites. Oh, yeah, Gravediggers album front to back, constantly. So, we. I, I went to and got it on the same we I the you know cause shit used to come out on Tuesdays. I was at I was Sound Warehouse was not too far from the crib, man. I was over there too, dude. That that was man, when the grave diggers came out, the suicide. It's a suicide. Just put a bye bye. Like just man. Cold blooded cuts, dude. Cold blooded cuts. Roll with that. Played on the uh played on the subs while we were playing basketball down at the blue park. Mm-hmm. That album was hidden. Yep. Well, I appreciate your thoughts on the top line. Um, So let's roll into something that's uh, out nowadays. Um, These cats are out doing it. Speaking of grimy, uh, we have the golf gigging song of the week. um, And it's by a cat named Benny the Butcher, um, which is a grimy ass name. I don't know. It it makes you feel, you know. Mm Um, and so he just dropped an album, 
um, not too long ago. Um, and it's, it's called the plug, uh, met Two, And, uh, the song we're featuring is called plug talk, uh, featuring, uh, Titty Boy, a.k.a. 2 Chains, and it's produced by Harry Fraud. So uh, let's get into it. This is Griselda, so go check them cats out. The butcher coming, nigga. Hey, yo, Harry, you crazy for this shit. The music got the Harry Fraud. The interviews talking plug talk. Got my name off of drug talk. They don't make niggas like the butcher yeah. no more, man. Uh. The interviews talking plug talk, got my name off a of drug talk. They think I be glorifying the street yeah, shit. Yeah, Not yeah, at all. yeah, uh-uh. The interviews talking plug talk, got my name off a of drug talk. I be glorifying how far we came, nigga, from the bottom. Yeah, the interviews talking plug talk, got my name off a of drug talk. Y'all niggas wanna know about it, though. Yeah, uh, I only do it for the gangsters. Niggas telling me I saved it. Quarter million for a tour overseas. I'ma have to learn another language. You the richest on the team, but you still work the hardest, make changes. I fucked around and got famous right when the dope game got dangerous. And my interviews talking plug talk. On my last album, I explained it. When a fork telling you to work, I can clean a sink out and then drain it. Uh, real niggas underrated. That's why we never celebrated. True story, got a quarter from my plug on the day I got raided. Held it down, ain't lose. Go check that out. That plug talk, Benny the yes, Butcher. Killing it. Killing it. I love it. Love the track. It's grimy. Kind of brings me back to some of the old school shit we listened to. Yeah, um, I was going to say the, uh, the Griselda crew kind of gives me those old school woo vibes. Just coming with it. Talking about their area. Something's weird in, up in the, up in the, what is it? Uh, uh, what's that north? Buffalo. Buffalo, for sure. It's in the water. <laughs> yeah, they, they come with it. Yep, mm-hmm. for sure. So speaking of come with it, Rich, what's our next segment? Uh, we're getting into the what are we hating on this week, where we tell you how we feel about specific topics of interest and pissed offness that we want to <laughs> talk about. Hey, 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 hey. So. Leading off, what are you hating on? Uh, let's go with um, let's go with Matty Ice. What are you hating on this week? Um, the main thing I'm hating on this week is you know I bumped into I said something to y'all earlier, but I bumped into a young lady earlier, and her attitude was all messed up, and she was talking about I'm a queen, I'm a queen, I'm a queen, I'm a queen, I'm a boss, I'm a queen. And that just bugs me because to me, that's disillusional ass shit right there. When you come down to it, you want to say you're a queen. And I'm like, why are you a queen? You know, so to me, it's like these women that are coming out here. I'm a boss. That's something that's earned. You don't just call yourself something. That's like me saying I'm a billionaire. It's like, no. And then the way she kept on going about it was, you know, a man got to treat me like this. Well, 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 you want me to treat you like a queen and I'm a peasant? Like, no, we're supposed to be king and queen. How are you a queen without a king? And so you sound disillusioned as hell to me because you come to me talking all this shit about, oh, I'm a boss, I'm a queen, I'm this, I'm that, and that. And I'm like, well, you sound to me like you got self-esteem issues because you sound like you ain't been looking in the mirror and you need somebody to puff you up for no reason. 
And so to me, Great. that whole queen thing is getting out of hand at, to a certain point, because if you're a queen, then a true queen has a king. And if you are a real queen, then show me your land. Well, do you need to quit dating and showing your tail and trying to screw everybody and let your parents they ain't gonna actually hook up your man for you? Because that's what a princess do before she's a queen. And if your parents are still mm. living, then how are you a queen? Mm. And so at the end of the day, it's like, no, that bugs me a lot because it's like they feel like, oh, okay, you're supposed to be treated all up high like you somebody when you're a regular ass chick. You're an everyday ass person. Say so it with your me, chest. That's my main thing. Yeah, shit. That's it. All right. Uh, to follow that up, be cool. Uh <laughs> What are you hating on this week? Well, we we well, you already touched on it a little bit. Um, I'm gonna have to throw some hate at uh, at Mr. LeBron James. <laughs> this guy has gone around for decades. Rocking a Yankees hat, and then he's going to go in and, and buy into the the Fenway Group. Mm. Get him! I, I don't want to say he's dead to me, but you know, I, I want to love that guy. I want to be nothing but a fan. And he went to one thing that I will never be a fan of, <laughs> and that's the Red Sox. Just killing me. Now that said, it's an amazing business move. Like. There's, there's got to be, you know, that they've got to be in the top five of merchandise sales and all of those kinds of things. So depending on what his contract is as an owner, the money he can make on the back end of all that kind of stuff. I mean, that would be awesome. But come on, man, the red, the Red Sox, come on, come on. <laughs> I feel but that. It, it, it is also awesome to, you know, see more diverse faces as owners in the MLB. We have a. Uh, a diversity problem in that, in that realm, regardless of the sport, you know, so him, Magic Johnson, that's, that's big stuff up in, uh, up in baseball. So, yep. I am hating on, um, gun owners that go way above and beyond. We don't need these choppers on the street. I don't, we're not trying to take your pistols and all this shit, but the, the choppers on the street that is mowing people down by cowards that are shooting people that they ain't even looking. The dude that shot in Boulder, he was shooting motherfuckers in the back. That's some coward shit. We don't need the choppers on the street. Um, that's a lot of the violence. We're not trying to take it away from you. Take it to the gun range and all that shit. But if, if you're out on the street with that and you get caught with it, it's lights out for you. You're done. You're locked up for for a good amount of time. It's, we just don't need it on the streets, you know. I have handguns. I'm I'm all good with that, but I don't need a chopper out on the street, you know. And then uh, I'm gonna go over to the NCAA again. Fuck out of here with the inequality with the men's weight rooms and everything. Hopefully, you guys get it together. But get the fuck out of here with your excuses and say we didn't have time or space or whatever y'all said because the young lady obviously showed us that there was plenty of space and time and then um you guys apologize and dick sporting goods uh you guys got a whole bunch of equipment sent out there and set up a pretty nice and immaculate gym um better than you know some other gym outfits that are out there so fuck out of here with your excuses so reg 
I feel you on the on the chopper piece. So, but I'm gonna I'm gonna get into two topics where I'm. I just gotta share this because one is personal safety, and I'm sick and tired of seeing motherfuckers that use duct tape to piece their cars together. <laughs> and I've seen it. I've seen. I've seen it multiple times within the last couple of weeks where I'm driving up or down the highway. I saw a motherfucker the other day. They had his whole roof, like where you would have like a sunroof and shit or like a, you know, like a just, yeah, like a sunroof. The whole fucking thing was duct tape, man. (laughs) Okay. And I seen this other motherfucker that had his whole shit, like his whole, he had this real weird car. It was, it looked kind of like a, it looked like a DeLorean, but it is a hatchback. Oh, and it, I, I, I don't remember the name of the fucking car. It's like, was it a Fiero? It's, it's, I know it. No, it's it's an Italian made car, and I can't remember the name of it. I have to find the name of the fucking car. This mm. motherfucker, and it, I'm just I'm mad because this shit is personal safety to me. If this shit falls off of your ride when we're on the highway, we're we're done, bro. <laughs> we're done we're going fucking 70 65 75 80 miles an hour we're fucking done (laughs) if you can't afford a fucking sunroof on your car don't buy that bitch you're gonna spend more in fucking duct tape fixing that motherfucker than it costs to probably get a seal so that way it don't leak in your shit (laughs) grow the fuck up people and quit using duct tape to fix shit Duct tape works for a purpose, but not when it comes to personal safety. Fuck y'all for that shit. (laughs) My second one is Leslie Jones was my homegirl, man. Uh Uh-oh. I know where this is going. She was my homegirl, man. I had to say this for all my CU brethren out there. Fuck you for doing a commercial with the CU sweatshirt, CSU sweatshirt on. Yeah, man. Fuck that Ram and shit. come on. You were on Saturday Night Live. I had so much respect for you, girl. Like, we were tight. But when you bring that CSU shit in here, man, I'm sorry, but I just... You fell off to me, man. You fell off. Leslie Jones, I still love you. I don't, I'm not knocking your hustle. I think you're beautiful. I think you've done a lot of great things in your life. And I still love you for all your work. But damn it. We're going to have to battle on this CSU shit. That's where I draw the line, girl. It sucks to be a CSU Ram. It does. But like I said, I love you, but I, man, that CSU shit, just, it hurt my heart because I had such high respect for you. <laughs> and, and well, <laughs> well, that wraps up our. Hey, 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 hate segment of the week. So, um, we missed out on the back nine with Mr. B. Cole last week. And so we're going to get the back nine from B. Cole and the Nuga boy himself, Matty Prince. Um, and the back nine is brought to you by Golf Chance. Let's hear from him. We all need practice, so why not practice in style? Golf Jets has the dopest gear for the weekend golfer. From the wasted hat line to the master's line, Golf Jets has you covered. For being a friend of Don't Be Alarmed, use code WASTED and receive 20% off your order. Head on over to www.golfjets.com. 
Nice. Thanks, Golf Gents, for the sponsor. So, back nine. Fast, rapid questions to our guest. Answer them to the best of your ability real quick. And then once we get that, we'll give our shout-outs and wrap up. So, first question to both of you guys. If you could turn any shoe into a golf cleat in this world, your favorite shoe, what would it be? Be cool. Uh Favorite shoe would have been the uh, the, the Adidas Shell Toes, but they, they already actually do it. I just need to go try. Word. Matty Ice. They are Air Max. They were already doing it. Air Max. Okay. What is your favorite beverage while on the course? Matty Ice. Bud Light. And Chuck killed me on Fireball. So, Bud Light. Fireball kills you. What about mm-hmm. you, B. Coles? So, uh, because C pipes kills me with that kind of stuff, I don't drink at all. Um, I've got that whole Asian flush thing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I just do my nice little, uh, 50, 50 of water and, uh, purple Powerade. Get that mix going. So that's my golf course drink. All right. What's your favorite club in your bag? B call. Uh, my seven iron, my seven iron. I'll put in work with. I've seen that. Okay. Matty Ice. Right now, my five wood. Okay. Like it. I love that ping. It's S. Five wood. What's your lowest score and what's your highest score and how much of both of those are a lie? (laughs) Um, So, tracked, my highest score is a 116. But I know I've shot in the 120s. I mean, honestly, uh, lowest score would have been uh, last summer at Murphy Creek when I won that round, and that was at 84. Yes, sir. You were shooting well that day. Yeah. Maddie Ice. Uh, actually, I just shot my lowest at 85, and my highest. Oh God, I'm talking about like a 134, 130. It's up there. But that was when I was just starting off. Nice. Uh, have you broken a club? And if so, what happened? Let's go with you, Matty Ice. <laughs> <laughs> well, Eric, you know the story of this one. <laughs> uh, yes, I broke a driver. Actually, a couple of them. Uh, remember, one day we was at the golf range. We was hitting golf balls. And all of a sudden, I went to swing my golf club, and it sounded like a shotgun went off. Eric, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Yep. It sounded like a shotgun went off, and it cracked the whole front piece of my driver, and it was just wide open. But it sounded like a shotgun going off. Scared the shit out of everyone from the bay. The dude in front of us was like, "Oh shit, what was that?" Like they shooting. <laughs> be cold. <laughs> yeah. Uh broken a club. So the year before I joined the tour with you guys, uh MD's uh, brother and I we were playing some tummy sticks with our drivers, just kind of just standing there just swinging back and forth and <laughs> snapped the uh the uh, shaft of my driver right in half. <laughs> That's one. 
that same round is the infamous uh, B. Coles picking up a golf ball and throwing it, throwing it at Dan's head. Oh, yeah. May have even been the same hole. I don't know. <laughs> um, and then uh, I was uh, testing out drivers at uh, the PGA Tour store uh, just last summer. And I was down there swinging. And all of a sudden, Mike and I just hear this thwap. And the head hits the, the screen, kind of looked at each other. I just slowly went, picked it up, set it on the counter, and no doubt. Have you ever hit a house? And did you run or explain? Matty Ice. Yes. Actually, even in one of the tournaments we was playing and uh, the course dog left right and I hit it straight into this house and straight ahead and we just actually just kept on going at like we didn't ever do nothing <laughs> didn't react to nothing, nothing. you heard a little clunk we just got in the carts <clears throat> what about you Brian I mean, what round don't I hit a house on? <laughs> but no, nah, I mean, I used to play this course in the Springs. It was uh, actually out in Fountain uh, called Apple Tree with my aunt and uncle when I was uh, when I was young. And uh, I hit a couple houses down there, but everyone was always cool. I mean, you build a, a house on a golf course, you know, you're going to get hit. So. Yep. I agree with that. Wildest thing you've seen on a golf course. Be cool. Oh man! Outside of me picking up a golf ball and throwing it at someone's head, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> probably fish driving a four hundred yard drive on eighteen on a Buffalo Run. That's got to be pretty wild. That's up there. <laughs> pretty much any of his antics. Th- th- those will, yeah. those will make a, a nice. That'd, that'd be a top nine list. <laughs> out of a potato gun? What, did he shoot it out of a potato gun? <laughs> <laughs> Matty Ice, you? Uh, I have to go with B. Brian, with Brian there. Vish, uh, we was driving in a tournament, and he decided to get a little happy, and he drove over to the curb and got the cart stuck, and we had to actually get everybody else to help push the cart <laughs> off the dang on curb. <laughs> <laughs> we was stuck. <laughs> Oh yeah, thanks, Vish. Chocolate Twilight, shout out. Vish yeah. knew in his antics, man. We got to we, one of these days. Maybe when we get to to something where there's like a like you know a heavy betting influence, we should talk about our Vegas trip, dude, and and tell people about what happened with Vishnu. So that would be great. Hmm. Um, but here's the last question: um, Have you ever gotten into a fight by hitting into someone? B Coles. Uh, not by hitting into someone. But we uh, we almost got into a fight at Murphy Creek last summer. Cuzzo, uh, he uh, he got pretty heated with some people talking talking off to the side. Yeah, we had Kathy in our uh, in our foursome, and she she cussed. So these people sitting on their back patio made some comment, and uh, Eric's cousin Martin he was not happy about it. So yeah, okay. I uh, I went and grabbed a golf club, thinking something was about to go down. Yes, indeed. Backyard boogie. Maddie Ice, you. No, actually no. Never been in 
no really altercations and then you know you have some bad looks because you hit into you know the group in front of you but other than that no actually no hmm okay lucky for you. <laughs> lucky you um what is your dream course to play at um let's go with you maddie ice augusta okay that's that's a favorite here be call that's my dream course to play uh, you know, I'd, I'd probably have to go with uh, Abandoned Dunes. Just nice. the, the location, the, the look of it. I mean, it's just, it'd, it'd be a good trip for us. Yep, I agree with that. C-Pipes brought that up on the on a couple episodes ago. Mm-hmm. I agree. That's that's a trip we definitely should try to make happen and get it going. We also brought up Lycan, Kanye, and Drake. So, <laughs> temper. Temper. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fellas. Uh, let's. It's it's that time of the show where we uh, give our shout outs. So, be called. Any shout outs? Um, same as always. Thank you guys for having me on. Um, thanks for bringing me back into this game. Uh, and and E, I, I appreciate your positivity always. It's uh, it's always been fun. Um, yeah. Word, Matty Ice. Um. I appreciate y'all for having me on. I appreciate the friendship over me and Eric. I think I've been knowing you over 10 years now. Yes, and sir. appreciate uh, introducing me to the fellas. Um, I love what y'all doing right now. Keep up the good work. Be successful in your endeavors. Thanks for everything. Word. Sugar, shout out. Right on. I just want to shout out to, you know, everybody out there hustling. It's a it's a hard time right now. And to continue to do that, we we have a lot of fun on this show. We we talk a lot of shit. And, you know, I just want to say that, you know, you know, we may make light of things, but I really want to say that I do appreciate everyone's hustle, man, from from everyone that I know, my hustle and family, my homeboy, my friends, everyone. I appreciate y'all, man. But, you know, this is this is the opportunity for us to kind of hang out. And uh, you know, um, spit and talk shit like my like my family used to say. So you know, I appreciate all my brothers for this. Uh, e for for making this happen, and for everyone who's joined us so far in this journey. Um, take care of take care of yourself and each other. Yes, indeedy. I uh, want to shout out my fam bam. Uh, we took a nice little road trip to uh, Puerto Penasco, Mexico, right inside of Arizona. Stayed there. Little over a week, the parentals had us out at their house and we played golf and had a lot of fun and drank and just unplugged. So shout out there. Um, I want to shout out to all my boys, which I consider family that jump on the show and um, just have fun. And we all grew up together in our endeavors and we just have fun. And it's cool to see that we're still all linked together and just doing our thing. Um, and then shout out to um, all the moisture that we're getting into Colorado because I know the golf courses are going to be green. So shout out there so we can get out there. But uh, please, can we uh, lay off the snow? It's springtime um, and let's get to it. Um, And so with that, Reg, take us out of here. Peace out. We'll see you next time. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Hey, I came to paint the paint.
Don't be alarmed, we're Negroes.